Welcome to episode 120 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg, and this is a special episode, uh, Apple's high speed event. This was their uh, event that was to announce the HomePod mini and the iPhone 12 line of, of iPhones. Uh, I was joined uh, by Mr. Mike Potter from, from, from Mac Eyes Only, who hosted the show and also edited. We I really appreciate it. Mr. Chuck Joyner from Mac Voices, Gary Malpas from MyMac.com podcast, and Eric Erickson. We react to all the announcements that happened uh, during this event. It was really exciting and some great new products that came out. So to give it a listen. I hope you enjoy it. It's for Mac has only episode number 384 for October 13th, 2020 reaction time. Apple's high speed event. I'm not really sure how to say that. High speed event. The high speed event. There we go. Hey everyone, welcome back to For Mac Guys Only, the show for the Mac community, where we share our thoughts and opinions on current Mac news and events. And we're back. Apple is definitely taking a slightly different tack this fall by separating their events into bite sized chunks of goodness with a focus on the Apple Watch last month, the, we believe, well, I think we're pretty sure, the iPhone today, and we hope the Mac next month. Sitting with us today is, for Mac as only co-host, Eric. I'm available to react, Erickson. Howdy, Eric. How are you doing today? Hello. How you doing? Very well. Very well. The host, voice of Mac Voices, Mr. Chuck, I'll be reacting one way or the other, joiner. Hi, Chuck. Thanks for <laughs> taking time to be here today. Hey, thank you for having me, Mike. It's always a blast. They're little inside jokes with everybody's intro there. And of course, the co-host of the My Mac podcast, spending his evening with you and not his family. It's Gary. <laughs> it's not a grin. It's a mask. Malpas. Hey, Gary. How you doing? I'm um, very well. Looking forward to uh, what's up, up and coming, as usual. Up and coming. Up and coming. And joining me again today in another simultaneous recording of shows is the host of In Touch with iOS, Mr. Dave Ginsberg. Hey, Dave. How are you doing? Hi. Hey, good to be here, Mike. Doing real well. Now, as I just said, this is a simultaneous recording of our two shows for Mac Eyes Only and In Touch with iOS. Dave, did you want to go ahead and do your intro right now? I will do that. Uh, this is uh, a special edition. Welcome to episode 120 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. And I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, along with my other host, Mike Potter. And let's let's go ahead and dive into the Apple High speed event that's about to start right now. The high speed event. Yes, the colors are pulsing on my screen. Uh, what an exciting day. Not only am I attending yes. WooSesh, WooSesh, which is a conference for WooCommerce developers, it's also Amazon Prime Day. And there's some little thing going on in Cupertino from a fruit company that's known as Apple. What are you guys most excited for today? iPhone. Everything. Everything, uh, everything, a, Chuck says. No discrimination. Who's waiting for a new, new iPhone so they can rush out and get one as soon as they're available? Me, of course. <laughs> well, of course. What? Who yeah. isn't is the better question, Mike. 
Right. Well, Dave, you you are actually on the uh, refresh program. What's the official name of that program? The uh, Apple up uh, the iPhone upgrade program. Yep. Now, what's the rumored name of that refresh program? Uh, I forgot. That just came across this morning. I didn't see that. You have to refresh my memory on that one. Yeah, I have to refresh my memory too because I already <laughs> forgot. I already <laughs> forgot. But apparently, no, they oh, just the Apple trademarked. Lifetime, I, oh, lifetime that's, it. that's it. The lifetime upgrade. Yes. So uh, we're anticipating. They've been using that name in other countries, I understand. Um, you, but you're on that refresh program, so you do get a new iPhone every time one comes out. Which model do you get? I always get the the Max. I have the 11 Pro Max currently, and uh, I'm probably going to have to wait a month, uh, from what the rumors said, to get the uh, the 12 uh, Pro Max. Yeah, they're they're at not only uh, it might be a month out, but also a larger screen. I understand. Right. Six point seven, they're saying. That's that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Six point seven. I have to tell you, they've already said it. They've just announced the new HomePod. <laughs> oh, that yeah, was the other right. rumor today that the HomePod was coming out. Eric, do you have a HomePod? I do. I actually have two. Um, I because I like the stereo speaker thing, and it works really well as like a Apple TV. Like if you're watching a movie or whatever. And I have them in the bedroom, and so it works pretty slick. You set them up as a they, they join to to yeah. give you a stereo output. Now it's not a stereo device on it on its own. If you have one, right? Yeah, there's it, probably not enough separation to to do that. Um, it's it, kind of more of a typical speaker. I mean, it's a really good. The audio is really great, um, but yeah, no, it doesn't doesn't really do that by itself. And how about you, Gary? What are you looking forward to today? Are you going to get a new iPhone? Well, yeah, I was going to jump in when they said, who's not going to be getting an uh, iPhone? I've been kind of, we've got a, a bit of a process, which I think I've explained before, where one phone mm-hmm. goes down to a member of the family and their phone drops down to another member of the family until the last one in the line who doesn't really care what phone they've got gets <laughs> the <laughs> oldest phone that we've got uh, uh, available to us. And then uh, and then I try and recycle the, those once we go through the process again. Um, I, I'm lucky enough to be in a position where I can update each year at the moment, um, although this year it's a little bit different with things happening all around us. Um, and I was, I'm slightly more hesitant this year about getting a new phone than I have been for a number of years. And that's because I'm not quite sure what they're going to give me, which is going to blow me away, where this current phone that I've got, is you know the 11 pro is is going to be surpassed so for the first time in a number of years i am very much on on the on the bench about whether i'm going to get the the next iphone i am excited about these um these mini pods um what they call them again home mini pod home pod mini home pod um, mini yeah. yeah i'm quite excited about this and i think this is an absolute must for apple an absolute must but we'll see we'll see what they we'll see what they bring along and we'll see uh We'll see just how many more new exciting features they uh, they they persuade us to buy. Well, you you know, as the co-host of my Mac, I was going to ask you about the high hype title of the episode this week. It seems as if maybe the two of you were feeling things were a little overhyped this year. Well, I think Guy generally does the titles, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, <laughs> and, I th- I, <laughs> uh, 
Um, I only occasionally occasionally throw in uh, the odd title. So um, you'll have you'll have to ask Guy how he feels about that. I don't think it has been overhyped, although obviously in the last two days we've had so many, um, you know, uh, rumors which have come out saying this is what it's going to be. This is what it's going to be. So. Whether they've had a pre-release uh, accident or not, I don't know. But I didn't think the hype for this event was quite as bad as it has been in the past, if I'm honest. Mm. Uh, now, with the HomePod Mini, Dave, and a number of other devices from competing companies coming out in just the recent weeks, it seems right. like we have. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know. I almost. I don't want to. I don't want to say. Uh, an overabundance, I guess it is an overabundance of home speaker systems to choose from. If I recall, you've experimented with a number of these different systems in the past, haven't you? Yeah, I, I'm the person, the crazy person, two home pods sitting next to me here. Plus, I have my Sonos Move and I got a, a, a Google uh, Hub that I, that I have and a Google Smart Speaker that I've been experiencing, uh, experimenting with. But Google just did announce couple weeks ago is the nest speaker which was at the nine million dollar price range what they were saying um but one of the one of the good things i'm I'm seeing with this new homepod mini is they've now added not only the s5 chip which is the similar chip that's in the apple watch is the u1 chip that they put in the iphone last year for for the uh, intelligence and so it's this this could be a much more improved homepod that's for sure with having uh, those in there uh, with that bringing them everything uh, the way it will work a lot more efficiently can, I have can struggled I, with the old, old iPod, yeah. Can I jump in and ask a question, Dave, if I may? Of course. How how many people are in your house? Just myself and my wife. <laughs> right. So so <laughs> at, does she use the HomePod as well? Because the, um, the reason I ask that question no. is there are current there are currently four people in my house, yeah. three of whom will definitely want to use the, the a a HomePod type device, yeah. and my only hesitation in getting these sorts of devices is the interaction between the different people hmm. right which they have they have made some improvements with having uh, identifying voices uh right. interesting you bring that up because i was i happened to be watching a video that was that was uh uh, uh with ios 14 as i was doing my presentation tomorrow on my iphone sig um and uh they uh they, of course i had the volume on and it was saying hey s lady and um <laughs> it, would, it would start picking up and it would start saying something and, and it's like i don't i don't understand your voice can you tell me who you are so that was mm. one of the things they did add as improvements with voice um in the home pod and it's going to probably be even more improved with this home pod mini now they've added those uh that that u1 chip and making it more accurate as as they just spouted out here on the on the video I'm just smiling. I'm just smiling slightly because that's exactly what they're now talking about on the video. They're talking yeah. about multiple people. So yeah, right. Yep. Because they're showing. They've been showing the video where you can have it all around the house. You could have. Yeah. If, if they're start talking about this, you you know this the speaker is going to be a good price. And I'm thinking ninety nine yeah. bucks. I think that's going to be. It, they're going to sell a ton of them. <laughs> I'm telling you. It, it's quite an impressive layout of speakers within the device, considering its size. Do you yeah. really think that's going to sell for as little as ninety nine dollars? It's very possible, but who knows? With Apple, it could be one ninety nine for all. I mean, all we know, um, we'll, we'll see. But uh, the, but they're, they're they're really aiming this towards uh, not only with with sound and audio. They want to do with smart with smart home too, uh, being able to use that HomePod because the HomePods now don't work real well with smart home. I mean, they work yeah. okay. Um, uh, but 
making better access more than ever. I mean, they're showing the Ecobee um, ther- uh, thermostat, which I have now, which is awesome. And uh, um, Ecobee even has a built-in has built-in Amazon uh, in it, Amazon Echo, so I can like I was able to turn on that uh, the so you're, you're standing in front of your thermostat, you can ask Amazon a question. So and it has a speaker. So um, that, so there's the I think that's really where things are going right now with this stuff. It's uh, it's it's pretty impressive. I'm just going to throw in, and, and this doesn't have to do with the HomePod, but I've noticed with the new version of iOS and especially the HomePods Pro, but but all my home, excuse me, the AirPods and the AirPods Pro, but I think with Siri too, the 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 idea of handing off things of you know intelligently just recognizing what you may want to use. The device you want to use, um, what's playing, you know, I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see how HomePod and HomePod Mini figures into this, because I, I feel like once again it's that whole Apple ecosystem that we all tend to evaluate the products individually, and there's something to be said for stepping back and saying, okay, how does this all integrate? How well does it integrate together? And I feel like that that is just a constant state of improvement. You know, yeah. it's it's not great yet, right now. It's getting better. It's it's a lot better now, and I have to wonder if this is going to take it to another level because the home the new HomePod Mini will allow it to know where you are, and theoretically, hopefully, pick up things a little bit easier if you're speaking just into the air. Although, I don't know about you guys, but my HomePods hear me even when I don't want them to hear me. Yeah, so uh, they do for me too. Um, they just talked about the new uh, intercom. Uh, system that's part of the HomePod Mini, where it's actually going to create an intercom that will actually allow you to be able to talk around your whole house, as well as in your car and anywhere, and through Siri and being able to talk uh, through uh, through this. This is really cool. Through your um, phone and your watch too, and yeah, your phone is and your watch as well, yeah. and your iPad. Yeah. So they really, and then they said this is an Apple only thing, uh, having intercom type system for personal requests. So no more sending text messages to my wife from the basement to the second yeah. floor? Is that what say, you're saying? You could say, hey, S-Lady, tell my wife to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, S-Lady. And your wife will say, forget it, no way. Forget yeah. it. Get yeah, she already it. does that. So it, it's just a, a more high-tech way of doing what's already happening. <laughs> and it's official, 99 bucks. $99, yep. Wow. wow. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. That, that that's a good price point. Now, I have to say I've never had a smart smart speaker uh from anybody. And just this morning I added an Echo Dot to my cart on Amazon. Oh. Only for one reason. One reason. And I haven't I haven't fulfilled the order yet. I haven't completed it. For one reason. They they also have on special for Prime Day a Mickey Mouse echo enabled wall clock (laughs) and to to be able to the only way you can control the clock is with an echo dot conveniently for amazon and uh it's got a timer built into it so if you set a timer you can see the little timer dots moving around the clock which i know they have on other models but this is a mickey mouse wall clock so i'm very very tempted to complete that order Especially since the Echo Dot is also on sale for only twenty bucks, but I I just that you know that's the only purpose I have for the Echo Dot. Then, with everything being built into my phone, uh, not only uh, 
well, I don't have Alexa on it actually. Uh, not only Alexa, but Siri and also Google Assistant. I I have not felt the need to have a smart speaker in my house. Mike, can I'd like to issue an invitation to you to come on my show and talk about your priorities. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. I, you know, I already uh, have. I'm sure I've already talked about my priorities on your show before. <laughs> I, I don't recall the Mickey Mouse wall clock being in amongst your priorities, but I'd, I'd like to examine this a little more deeply. I only just learned of it today. Oh, you know, had I oh. known of it before, it may very well have been discussed on your show. You never know. So because of his existence, you're, you have reordered your priorities. I have. Yeah. Okay. I, I could have told you that. Why do you think <laughs> I got an Apple Watch? <laughs> the, the Mickey, Mickey Mouse face. Oh God! Next That's time it. on Mac Voices, folks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Here's a question. Do you know? Do you know, Chuck? You really don't know Mike at all, because that didn't surprise me one little bit. <laughs> me, me either. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not, and now I'm questioning whether I want to, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fair shout. <laughs> you, you, you do make a smile, Mike. You do make a I, smile. I can be just as easily swayed to a HomePod if Apple were to release its own Mickey Mouse wall clock. <laughs> <laughs> they they could do one better. This is not a very impressive wall clock, I'll have to admit. It's it, it, it does one thing well, and that is it has the timer feature and it tells the time with two, you know, gloved hands. That's it. That's all it does. It's not terribly impressive. So Apple could sway me if they announced today a much better more advanced Mickey Mouse wall clock. I feel I'll, I'll be waiting for that. I'll be waiting for that. I feel somewhere out there that there's someone that makes an iPad version of a clock full screen that, you know, would be a Mickey Mouse controlled that you just hang the iPad on your wall. And well, for, you know, 300 bucks to hang an iPad on my wall is a little much. I can handle 30 bucks for the echo enabled clock. I can't quite handle 300. <laughs> There we go. Uh, they moved okay. on to the iPhone. Tim Cook came by on stage, and you know that they said this is a an amazing moment. They've announced five G in the iPhone. Five G uh, has been the big thing on everyone's wagging tongues, hasn't it? Yep. Yeah. And yet, five G is is not terribly well deployed in the United States. No. No, it's right. it's like three G back in the day. You know, it's, it's you wonder. I mean, it'll still probably be another year or two before it's really worth it. Well, it's it's interesting. It, you can look at this two ways. You can look at it as Apple is trying to get ahead of the curve, or you can look at it as Apple is putting this out there. It's not going to hurt them at all, and it's a great talking point. Or conversely, it's it's a talking point that nobody can use against them because they're not including 5G. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other handset makers are – including 5G, and I think some of them already have it. So, yeah, I think it's something that they probably feel they need to do, too. Well, the CEO of, uh, of Verizon came on stage, and they maintain their social distance, uh, as CEOs do. Uh, and uh, and uh, they're spouting off all the stuff with Verizon and the 5G capacity, which Verizon, I think, was behind on 5G, if I'm not mistaken. AT&T and T-Mobile are way ahead. Um, so I guess they're, the Verizon's finally jumping into this and getting it done. They were socially distanced, folks. Yes, they were. <laughs> were were they actually in the same room, though? I guess. Or, on, it yeah, it, I it appeared to I, me to be virtual. Oh, no, they're in the Steve Jobs Theater, and they're on stage. 
Both of them were. They were. Okay. More than six feet apart, though. When I saw him walk on, it looked like it was a a green screen type thing to me. When I keep hearing different things about 5G, though, obviously it's got to be rolled out for everywhere because it's going to be no good for us. Um, I think we're possibly just on the verge, just on the edge of areas where it might start kicking in. But it's, there, there are still many, many places that even struggle with 3G in right. um, certainly uh, probably in your country, but definitely in this country. So they're going to be a, there's quite a big um, group of people that are not going to go for the 5G. But of course, there's probably a big enough uh, group of people in, in the cities where 5G will be used will go for the phone. But I'm just wondering whether 5G is, is, is really that big a sell. Now, the, the, um, the networks are going to try and sell it because obviously they're going to be putting a lot of investment into the network. But I, I keep hearing that it's more useful for you know, the Internet of Things. Uh, I keep hearing that it doesn't get through walls as well as 4G. And I, I just I'd st- nobody's sold me yet apart from speed, which actually I'm quite happy with the speed I've got on my 4G. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody sold me yet as to really what the advantages are. Yeah, I I feel I feel as if 5G really holds the most promise for deployment in homes as oh. the primary means by which people get internet into the home. Okay. Uh, I I feel that's the biggest promise. I really don't see that big of an advantage having it on my phone. But I could see in light of the airports and other, you know, wireless devices going away, I could see Apple getting into this game and releasing a device that allows you to bring 5G into the home. They may just leave that to Verizon and AT&T and to the others, but I could see them bringing in a device like that that not only integrates Siri, not only in, or the S-Lady, as Dave likes to call her, um, <laughs> uh, Siri, HomePod, you know, a number of their different technologies all being brought into the house in a single or uh, a grouping of devices uh, to make it truly an integrated, as as Chuck was saying earlier, an integrated Apple ecosystem within the home, all linked to a wireless carrier that's providing 5G, high-speed 5G service to the home. Yeah, I, I think you're totally right about that. Well, they just announced that uh, 5G is going to be across the entire iPhone 12 line. So there you go. You know, that means that they're not going to be any, I, I'm buying this, but I'll have to get rid of it later. You know, this is this is the five G transition we've been waiting for. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah, uh, what was I going to say? I think you're totally right about that, Mike. That it being for the home. The other thing that I would like to see, kind of living in a congested area or being in areas where it's congested, you know, not so much now, but has been that it has better coverage. I mean, it at a stadium or at Disneyland or something like that it seems like you can have great signal strength, but the data, things move slowly because there's so many people using it. And I think 5G, one of the promises too of that is that that's supposed to get better. Yeah, Eric, that is certainly, that thinking it, thinking it through, that is one of the advantages I have picked up on. So, um, but at this point in time, we don't do a lot of yeah. that. But that's by the by, we hopefully will get back to that. Uh, certainly yeah. one of the events that I go to on a regular basis is the, uh, is the Grand Prix. And, th- yeah, you've got no chance when there's, you know, 
uh, a stand full of thousands of people around you don't even think about trying to upload or download anything. So yeah, if, no. I mean, so that was what Verizon that. was really. That was what Verizon was really pushing, especially with the NFL and the football, um, yeah. setting up ways that you know, all the stadiums having this ultra wideband, being able to do that kind of stuff, and be able to watch video live. So, um, so it's coming. The biggest failing of five G, of course, is that its its deployment is very narrow. Uh, you're looking at large cities. You're looking at you know, to your point, you are looking at more congested areas, but once you get out into rural areas, it's almost non-existent and probably will be non-existent for quite some time. I suppose, um, Mike, then that you've got to make the choice. The phone's got the capability and then you've got to make a choice as to whether you go down, uh, because you can still get contracts, which will, I think, only be 4G or 3G oh, sure. even. Oh, yeah. So then you've just got to make the right choice for yourself as to how much use you're going to get out of it. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think I think the all the carriers, at least I, I hear, are going to are going to offer five G as at no additional cost. Um, so. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, yeah. Okay. We'll wait and see on that one. <laughs> no, that, I mean that's that's calm, calm down, guys. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard anyway. Well, um, but, but you know, crossed. even even if the even if five G is deployed primarily in those congested areas, I mean that automatically makes it a better experience for the user. Yeah. And gives you a good reason to upgrade the iPhone. And I, and I recognize right now we're all in lockdown and, you know, we have that issue. But that's not going to last forever by any means. And even now, you know, we're, we're seeing some limitations ease up and you're going back into those environments. So if, if that's the place that it gets deployed first, hey, that's great because that just evens out the experience. Guys, it'll let you do some uploading and downloading at the next race that you go to. Yeah. Well, yeah. more, if he gets the iPhone 12. If he gets the iPhone 12. More, <laughs> yeah. more to what I was working towards, though, is that uh, with 5G's limited deployment, the biggest competitor to home deployment that I was talking about earlier are these microsatellite services um, that are in the process of, of launching satellites now and working toward deployment to resident, you know, residential uh, usage within probably the next six to nine months, something like that. I'm curious to see if if Apple and some of the other uh, cell phone manufacturers st will start to build the capabilities to communicate with the satellite networks into their devices. So, so the phone itself have they gone back to the um, uh, iPhone five uh, modeling? Yeah, it's it's now more of a squared off um, yeah. shape instead of rounded like the uh, iPhones have been in the past. So, and then they which was uh, a often... very uh, which was a very popular shape, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And they're offering uh, five different colors across the line, too. But oh. keep in mind, everything we've seen so far is just iPhone 12, not iPhone 12 Pro. Yeah. Right. Uh, does everybody here, do they like the older uh, iPhone 5 type style versus the, you know, the newer, the, the ones that's been, you know, since six on? Eric, I like a version which doesn't slip out of my hand. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> and yeah. I usually put a case on mine, so I eliminate Gaz's problem. And it also <laughs> yeah. it also sort of eliminates the question of which which you like. Yeah. You know, with yeah. with a case, you're going to no matter how you do it, you're going yeah. to get a little more of a of a of an edge. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. 
Yeah, I think the biggest advantage of the flatter glass screened iPhone 5 style and presumably the iPhone 12 style it is, and, and I'm I'm not joking when I say this, is the fact that glass screen protectors cover edge to edge, which is something that we don't have right now. Uh, with the rounded edges of the glass screen, you can't cover it right. edge to edge. And so there's always a risk of the phone land. Because I've dropped mine, fortunately, not very frequently, but the one time I did drop it and was truly worried that something had happened to my screen, it landed glass side down on a rock. And fortunately for me, the, the glass screen protector protected the iPhone screen underneath it, but had it landed on an edge or something like that, it, it probably would have shattered the iPhone screen. So being able to go edge to edge with the glass screen protectors is huge to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, they just announced that the A14 Bionic chip is going to be in the iPhone 12. We're going to the secret chip lab. Yeah, that was the. Uh, I think that was the secret of the 5G lab. The, uh, the anatomic chamber, it's called. Yeah, the the previous right, the the with the uh, noise cancel of the foam. The For 5G, foam. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're in the secret chip lab. Everybody, look at what's on the desks because that's where all the all the yeah. secrets are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the new iMac, <laughs> silicon. We're, we're seeing that we're seeing a, the consistency with their presentations. They're going into the secret labs now. The last few presentations. Yeah, it's the replacement for Johnny, isn't it? Really? Yeah. We, don't, we, we haven't just got Johnny. We've got a lab as well. In fact, we haven't got Johnny anymore. <laughs> we got rid of Johnny. <laughs> we get, we have all these I nice labs. A, I see a MacBook. Excuse me, a, a, a Mac Pro with on wheels on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got a Raspberry Pi connected to it to roll it around. It's <laughs> 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 under each each lab table. <laughs> Mac Pro. You know, you you joke. Gary, but I saw a very fascinating project. I think I was telling Eric about this, a very fascinating project where someone took the guts out of an older iMac that can no longer be updated, took the guts out of it, replaced it with a Raspberry Pi and interfaced with the LCD panel of the old iMac. There's a special interface kit you can purchase for it so that you can drive the display of an old iMac with a Raspberry Pi and, right. uh, and run a modern operating system on it. It was okay, very so fascinating. How, how old was that? Because I have an old G5 iMac. I believe it would work with that. Oh, no, he's got that. I think um, I think Mrs. Gaz is not going to be very happy with me if I say I've got no. I, I'm not going to get rid of it. I've got I've got a plan. I've got a project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's been asking me to move it and get rid of it for some time now. I heard that. Yes, <laughs> or I should say I watched that. I watched it on the MyMac uh, YouTube channel. Yes, don't worry. You'll be out of the hospital by the next Apple announcement. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everything will be gone then. <laughs> so they've just gone through a lot of the, the tech specs of the 12. We haven't moved on to any other versions yet. And now, and now we're moving on to games. Hmm, interesting ploy. 
So for the po- to show how the power of the A fourteen bi- uh, bionic. Chip well, I was just I was just thinking of something else which was going on in the background at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yes. Yeah. So who is this? Is this company called Riot? Did they say? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Riot yeah. Games. Right. Right. Don't get too entrenched. You'll, you'll only up, yeah. get upset with um, fees. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Epic. <laughs> You won't want to pay your three percent, and yeah. The thing about the, the game demos, I mean, they're absolutely gorgeous. Yes. You know, I I don't. I'm not a gamer. I will never play this game. This is probably the only time I will ever see it. Yeah. But a, a, it's gorgeous, and b, the detail and and the rendering. I mean, yeah. you know, from a technical standpoint, you have to appreciate that. Yeah, it's it is just amazing. It it is when you think about it from the, the games, the video games I grew up as a kid, and you look at this and it's on a little phone. It's just amazing. When you think about it, gaming is really the best way to show off the power of this processor. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're not, you're, you're not going to sit there showing off someone editing a video for five minutes. Yeah. And recalculating a spreadsheet just doesn't have the same panache. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on a phone screen. <laughs> yeah. inch or otherwise, it just doesn't have the same impact. Well, I don't know. I I like watching spreadsheets, you know, recalculate, you know, like a nice pivot table or something like that. That would be, that would be neat. There's your next guest, Chuck. Eric. (laughs) (laughs) That will be the shortest episode of Mac Voices ever. (laughs) Hello, Eric. Yes. Nice to have you. Thanks for being here. See you next time. Pivot tables, pivot tables, pivot tables. Yeah. I'll put a little echo on that to make it sound better. So they've, they've moved uh, from the games onto the camera. Now, um, did I pick up there that that's the same as the previous camera? Well, they put the ultra-wide and wide lenses now in the iPhone 12. I mean, they're going through some improvements to glass, but... Right. Uh, improved they, performance with the processor. Yeah. They made some sort of, um, they brought, they made some sort of detail that said it's a first seven element lens. So I don't know what that, if that's because they've included, do they put both the wide angle and the zoom in the same lens or? No, I don't think so. I think we're still going to see that it's just got the ultra wide and the wide. So the zoom will be on the, I think the pro, won't it? Yeah. This is other, this is other big announcement is they put night mode. Is, night mode is going to be across all iPhone 12 models, which I just said. Because if you remember before, only the pros had the, the night mode. Yeah. I, I don't know if any of you use night mode, but I, I, I kind of, we, we go out for quite a, an early morning walk and sometimes some evening walks and I've taken pictures of the night sky as well with the phone yeah. and I am blown away every time I use it. Yep. Absolutely blown away. Yeah. It's great. It really is. You still have to hold your phone still, but you know, Oh yeah. It's incredible. Mars, by the way, has been beautiful in the night sky yes. the last few nights. It has. Oh my! Yes. Well, look at that night mode time lapse. Time I didn't lapse. Have that. Yeah, just that fitting what you just described because uh, you could you could uh, be watching the uh, the sun go up and the and the uh, the stars in in uh, time time lapse. 
Uh, there's Vegas. Oh, I miss <laughs> Vegas. Now, wide and ultra-wide are obviously important for a phone. Uh, I did not see go by, and, and maybe it hasn't yet. What is the optical zoom of an iPhone? Or iPhone 12, if they mentioned it. They did not. I don't think they mentioned it. I haven't mentioned that yet. I think that'll be on the Pro, Mike. It's not on this, dare I call it, standard version. So the standard version, uh, to quote Gary, the standard version <laughs> is uh, all digital zoom. Well, the, the, the yeah, I mean, all of the phones, I think even the, the 12, 12 Pro, when it comes out, will we'll have a zoom, and then you'll still have digital beyond. Right, right. I, I think it's like uh, the zoom is pretty much the optical is like 56 millimeter. It's it's right around the normal. Yes. Yeah. Lens or yeah. whatever or about what like your a portrait lens. See. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Magnetic charging. They they just announced that. And one with a with a business card holder. MagSafe. They removed it from the MacBooks and they put it on the iPhone. Although it's a little different. <laughs> yeah, just a little. You know, I was thinking I, I would really love to see it come back to the MacBook. And they don't have to use one of the USB-C ports uh, or Thunderbolt ports, however you wish to call them. Uh, it could be simply a spot on the case that the charger snaps onto to magnetically charge it. Well, the magnet is built inside the, the, the iPhone, as they're showing here. Yeah, I think yes, they they're, they're u- utilizing it in a slightly different way, aren't they? Yep. So this isn't for a cable, quick snap cable, I don't think, Mike. This is for No, no, I was talking about the the Mac. Ah, I right. would love to see it come to the Mac in that form without needing to take away one of yeah, the Yeah, ones. sorry, sorry. So, so I assume what they're putting on here is so that obviously the whatever the charge you've got goes into exactly the right spot. Right. So similar to the watch. This has now created a whole new ecosystem in MagSafe uh, chargers. Yeah, isn't that the truth, David? Every everything else now that's not magnetic is going to look old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wonder if this is leading to, you know, the rumored um, you know, and it's like I refuse to believe this, but the idea that you they won't have any oh ports for cables like they rather than going to USB-C or something down the line that just will get rid of it altogether. Cause I, I wouldn't have been able to see how they could do that. But now with this magnetic thing, it does make it a little bit more doable. This is going to be a huge accessory market. Oh my gosh. They already mentioned Belkin's already developing one and they, I'm sure Apple's going to have one for them uh, that they're making too. Which kind of goes totally against that old process because now all they're going to be doing is producing a whole load more of a device which is peculiar to the iPhone. So rather than having right. a specific charger, you're going to now have your MagSafe charger. <laughs> your MagSafe charger, so yeah. We've just moved from one arena into another arena. Right, right. So, so, so my point there is in five years, watch the EU come out and say, no, you've got to have a standard <laughs> process. Which, yeah, that's the truth. So Lisa Jackson is now on the roof of the spaceship. Quite literally. Talking this about is, the carbon neutral uh, at all stores and, and, and corporate. It also gives you an idea of how big that building really is. 
Oh my gosh. Enormous. What, what makes it, what makes it mag safe? In other words, with the MacBook, when we had mag safe, the idea was when you tripped on the cable, you're not pulling your MacBook onto the floor. What makes this mag safe? If I if I have one of those cool stands they were just showing, which are pretty cool, by the way, but if I if I have one of those cool stands and I knock my phone, my phone's going to go onto the floor. What? Why? Why safe? Did you guys I catch think, that? Well, the only thing that I can uh, think that made it safe was the fact that you can put a credit card in the back as well, because that's been with magnets and credit cards. That's often been a bit of a no no, hasn't it? So I can set it on my stack of floppy disks. Well, well the other I, thing, yeah. I couldn't. I wouldn't recommend that. Sorry, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead, guys. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say I wouldn't recommend putting it on all your floppy disks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no, the other thing I think, Mike, is, and they mentioned it, that you know, with the flat chargers, placing your phone on it, you didn't always get it on there right, yeah. and so it could result in less charge or no charge if, if you didn't have it centered. This prevents that. This says that it'll automatically go right on the right way, the right place every time. So same same term, just a different concept for what it applies to. Right. In other words, yeah. MagSafe takes on a, a different meaning here in terms of you, yeah, you're, the, you're safely putting it onto the charger and yeah, the woman getting who your introduced charge. It, yeah, the woman who introduced right. it did say MagSafe for iPhone. Hmm. Right. Oh yeah, gotcha. It, 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 it was a word they already had tra trademarked. Well, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, they, no, I get <laughs> they didn't want to have to come up with a new term, <laughs> right? <laughs> so this was interesting. You, you you wonder why she was out? Why they spun off of the of the iPhone talking about the iPhone all of a sudden talking about being then carbon neutral? But the whole intent was is to tell people we're no longer including the power adapter in the box. There's over two billion power adapters that are out there, but from Apple, we want to oh. reduce that. So that was the, the whole reason why they, they brought it in here uh, to talk Ooh. that. James Bond music. Oh, yeah, wonder what they paid for that. Wow. Secret case here. A double case. <laughs> I suspect whatever it costs, Chuck, doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The iPhone inside the cases. Well, the oh, iPhone, it's the mini. The mini. <laughs> I was just going to that say. Was, that's. I like that's that. was a, good. I like that. I was going to say, that's a lot of packaging. Yeah. That was a great, that was a great intro. Super Retina. Ooh. 5.4 inch. Yeah, it's 5.4 inch, but it's it's basically the size of a 4.7. It, it, There's two it sizes is. of the of the iPhone mini. Okay, so they we, the, the original rumors were just one. So there's two uh -oh. sizes of the iPhone mini, 4.7 inch and 5.4 inch. You should, hmm. you sure the 5.4 is the mini, David, or is that the yeah. is that the Oh, no, no, it's uh, 5.4 and 6.1. I thought the way the, the way she uh, presented that, I could be wrong. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think what they were doing was showing the old screen of a 4.7. Oh, so, I'm sorry. It's, the mini is a 5.4 inch. They're yes. not doing a 4.7 anymore. My yeah, and they're just right. showing you the size difference on not the that. screen uh, available. And, and I think it, it's probably the same physical size as a 4.7, but the screen's yeah. bigger, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And not being a, a smaller iPhone user or a lower lower model iPhone user, but these all have Face ID. Were there were there any phones right. that still had Touch ID left? Um, the SE. I, th I thought the so. SE. Yeah, the SE is yeah. Touch ID. I think. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, these these are all the twelves so far are yeah face ID. They're stick on the face ID. Yeah, that's interesting. They they didn't put the uh, there's no they didn't try to do the the same thing they did with the iPad Air with the fingerprint ID and the touch ID on the sleep awake button. Yeah, why didn't they do that? That would be a nice addition. Maybe in the Pro or the Max. Pro, yeah. Pro Max, Max Pro, Pro Max. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perhaps in that model. Yeah, they're they're talking about the the ceramic shield and resistant. It's a one click while clicking. Ooh. They've made a statement: the world's smallest five G phone. That'll be interesting too. How the battery life mm. and everything goes with that, because I've heard that five G is a big, yeah, you know, big drain. And I noticed I read where other handset makers have had to basically make their phones bigger to create bigger battery for the to handle five G. So it'll be interesting to see how Apple, how their phones deal with it. Six ninety nine, a very special offer with Verizon. Ooh, $15 a month or 24 a month. <laughs> Partnering up with Verizon with some, with some financing deals. That's, you know, that's pretty impressive. I mean, yeah. any way you take it, that's very impressive. It is. One thing we didn't miss uh, inside the box now is going to be a lightning to uh, USB-C cable. So that's kind of sad that they still haven't switched it off to USB-C. So it's still a lightning. <clears throat> You kind of wonder why at this point, if is it just something that they refuse to do or they, uh, you know, I guess, it, it, you know, it's not a big deal one way or the other, but it, it's kind of weird that they don't, that they haven't done that. We're just at half the story. Now it's the pro line. As Tim Which said. makes you wonder about the USB-C on the pro line, because that feels yes. like a phone you would want to yes. move more and more data from. Think of that. Yes. Yes. yes yeah. Yes. You know, just uh, just to kind of go back to the mini for just a second here, as a point of reference, I know all of you are are much more advanced in terms of your iPhones than I am. I have an eight plus. My eight plus is a five point five inch screen. So just just a point of reference there. You're getting a much larger, well, not much larger, a larger screen in the mini than the eight plus. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, the 11, 11 Pro, the eleven Pro, I think, was uh, six point one. Correct. Jaws. Now, what was the twelve in the in the specs that it's, went by? Uh, five point four. The the twelve is five point four. Um, uh, that was a mini, right? They didn't put any specs up, so it's. I didn't they just say the mini so was 5.7? Okay, so what they said is it's it's smaller than the um so I say it's smaller than the 4.7 but it has a larger a bigger screen. Um just trying to see if I can flip through to see if I can get a screen size. I think it was 5.4. If it's 5.4 then it's smaller five, than the 8 plus. I thought five, it was 5.7. Five, it's 5.4. Five, okay. 5.4. Five, All right, so it's it's 0.1 inch smaller than the 8 plus in a more compact form factor. Yeah. So they're making it all pretty with the, all the MagSafe stuff. And I do like the blue. I want that, but that's the one I'm going to get, the Pacific blue. 
Yeah. I'm already sold. <laughs> I know. It's not the same thing. It's all about I colorism. I haven't seen the blue go by. I the green on the 11 Pro Max. So. Is that the same as the iPad blue from last month? Uh, it looks a little darker, actually. I'm going from 6.5 to 6.7 inches on Seven, the yeah. Pro Max. Wow. Beastly. And look, the notch is smaller, too. It, it, you know, and the, the 6.5 in my hand is really, I mean, that's almost too big. Um, well, a lot of people say that. I, I just love to having a big device. Well, I, I, I do, too. I do, too. It's just me. It, it, but it is a little tough to, to one-hand it at different times. But, yeah, no, I, I do love having the big screen. Yeah, talking about the deep fusion neutral engine. Neutral engine's been a big topic of conversation, just how it's made some unprecedented changes to, to its processing. Yeah, they're talking about the uh, signal process, image signal processor, right? And the way that they can. Wow, that's it. Do, do we know does does the the iPhone twelve is this just an iPhone twelve Pro thing that has the image signal processor? It's Probably. no, they're doing all four cameras, all four uh, cameras as far as the deep fusion are just talking about. But it's it is an okay. A twelve fusion, A fourteen fusion is is. I'm sorry, A14 Bionic is going right. to be off all, all, all four lines. <clears throat> right, right. It, it, but it did look like, you know, I suppose, I suppose the A14 Bionic's going to be the same no matter what, but it did look, it, they were singling out the, this part of it that was showed the, the image signal, uh, whatever, what chip, and I didn't know if that was something that was part of it. Telephoto 2.0. 52 millimeter telephoto. Wow. Wow. 2.0 aperture for a telephoto. That's impressive. That's pretty good. Yeah. Because, you know, most standard tele- a lot of telephotos are going to be like at probably three, three, five, four. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the SLR world, they get really expensive when you get down to. Below three. Yeah. So it looks like the iPhone Pro, iPhone Pro 12 Plus, is going to have a different, better something in camera. Yeah. It's like so best Pro camera Max. ever. Well, oh wow, a brand new 65 millimeter. 65 millimeter. Oh my lord. So moving from 52 oh. to 65. Okay. Five. Wow. Well, that just told me which so, phone I'm going to get. Yeah. It's the Max, so this, though. You can optically zoom from 52 to 65. Was that just the so Max? It's all in one lens. Or, yeah. yeah, this is just a Max. Oh, you were, wow. You're were you considerate just because of the camera. That's six. 1.6 on the wide. Holy wow. And it's got the seven element lens or whatever they were talking about as well. Yeah, the new sensor. That's an interesting point, Dave. You you just said you're you're choosing the new phone based on the camera. How unusual is that these well, days, though? I, I think a lot of people I'm make not, that choice based on the camera. I made the choice of the Max before we even know, found out about this, so I think that was Chuck. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my comment, and and yeah, because I, I mean we'll we'll see what the price different differential is, 
Um, I prefer the smaller size, but I've had the larger size and it's not horrible. And, you know, you get that one chance to take that one one or two pictures. I want the best thing in my pocket I can have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Man, who, who needs a DSLR? <laughs> it's, it's getting to that point, really. Yeah. More and more that becomes the differentiator. You know, why would I purchase the 12 over the 11, over the 10, over the 8? And more and more frequently, the answer is the camera. Yeah. Well, and that certainly was the case, I think, with the iPhone 11. Um, I don't know if it's just, I, I think that's an interesting point, Mike. I mean, for me, it's a differentiator. It's not the only reason, but it, right. it is, it, it helps, it helps drive the decision. It's a big driver if you're thinking about getting the camera. Because do you spend the money on getting the camera or will this cover your needs? To your point, right. Chuck, it's the device that you'll have in, you know, with you most of the time. And if it can take those right. great shots, which they've proved time and time and time again, it can. Wow. It can't do everything a, a DSLR or an SLR can do. But, you know, I've, I've kind of been wondering whether I actually go back to getting a camera because I'm looking at a possibility of getting a mirrorless camera. And that's why I, I, I stopped last year to go to the 11. And I, I've, I've not looked back. So I'm just wondering whether whether I need to go on again or whether I hold that's another reason why I it, it's a big it's a big decision point for me the camera choice so I agree with you well, it is just one for many people it's just one of many many consideration points but I think the camera is is becoming a bigger and bigger choice point for people yeah so could, this could even Lena too is is uh, they just announced Apple <laughs> Pro raw where you're going to be able to shoot raw using computational photography um, to get even amazing more photos. This is a sneak peek they're showing right now that it's going to be released later, they said, this year. Apple came out with their own version of RAW. Their own vo- version of RAW that would be only for the Pro and the Pro Max. Wow. And, and the, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure we have the potential to get emails about this, but, you know, I, I look at this and I say, okay, why Apple's putting so much in computational photography here? The camera ma- manufacturers don't seem to be. And I'm not a camera. I'm not a student of the camera industry right yeah. now. But it seems like Apple is light years ahead of this because they have a computer that happens to be happens mm. to have a camera on it, as opposed to a camera happening to have a computer on it. Yeah, I'm and, not sure. I totally agree with that, Chuck. If I'm honest, um, I think I think I, I think they're coming at it from a completely different angle, which makes it look like they're they're doing a lot of that stuff. Whereas a lot of the cameras now. They can do and they can do so much more um, because I, I've been just keeping my eye on the mirrorless camera market and it they are jumping forward by leaps and bounds themselves by using more computational within the cameras. Whereas <clears throat> the biggest the the biggest piece to having these cameras though is because it's with you all the time and if these can make great photographs. It's when they when you start seeing professionals using more and more for a phone as a camera, then and and we are we are starting to see that, but it's not an everyday occurrence. You know, if you if you just do a search around YouTube, you 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 see very few professional photographers just using a phone. But I tell you what, they do have they do have the phone as a secondary item, and that that just swings me completely. 
the uh, was going to say the other thing with the computational photography uh, versus some of the bigger cameras like the SLR. One of the things, and I think it kind of led to it, is that the SLRs, obviously, with their bigger lenses, they do things just because of the lens. Where, like, let's say, like portrait mode, Apple has to. I don't want to say fake it, but they and they're using two lenses there as well. But they have to kind of produce that portrait effect where it just, you know, a, an SLR camera with a 50 millimeter lens with a big aperture um, could do that all by itself without any computational anything. Um, it can create this shallow depth of field that, um, you know, that yeah, the, it, the phone can't do. It, it's also the sensors in the background. That's that's a big piece. It's not all about megapixels. You know, it's right. the size of those megapixels as well. And that's that's a big differential. Step. Yeah, that's a that's a huge thing, too. Yeah, you're talking about a 30 like my uh, uh, my Canon US R has got a 30 megapixel sensor. But at the risk of being argumentative with you guys, um, you know, there's another point that that I have didn't hear you say. If you did, I missed it. Sorry, um, I'm I'm drooling over the uh, HDR video. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> but you're okay. The, the the digital DSLRs are going that way. That's great. I'm and I'm I'm kind of glad to hear that. But you know that doesn't. That's not my point and shoot. That's not even yeah. my mid level point and shoot. And my phone is. And yeah. yet I have the computational photography option there. And so, you know, that's that to me is a differentiator because if I'm a serious photographer, yeah, maybe I'll go and buy that, you know, eight or nine hundred dollar camera. But if I'm not, I can get everywhere I want to be and even more with my phone. Absolutely. Totally agree with you, Chuck. And that's yeah. why it's one of my reasons as to whether I stick with the phone over going out and also getting a camera to do that stuff, which is you know, I target myself to do it, to take those photographs because of this, I certainly don't carry my camera around with me all the time, except I do with my phone. Right. So I yeah. totally agree with you. On that. Totally. Agree right. I you. mean, a good segue that's talking about video, you know, having all these, uh, all these TV shows and, 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 uh, movie producers and they're all using, they've been using iPhones to do their productions and that's happening more and more. And, um, with HDR, which HDR now available with the video that they just announced here, it's 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 even more incredible of being a video device. Absolutely, I, I yeah. and I captured mm. I captured a three or four second video of a Hercules doing a really low flow fly past our garden just the other day. Um, I'll, I'll send you a link so you can all all see it, and yeah. the quality of it was superb. I was inside through a window, which it had been raining outside, but the quality is, and I just had my phone with me, and I just got onto the camera as quickly as I could, took the shot. Superb. Um, totally agree. Yeah, I saw that, guys. That was yeah, absolutely that was, amazing. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah. But to be it. fair, to be fair, videography and photography are two entirely different mm. things. Sure. Being able to shoot 4K video with a phone versus 4K video with a, with a, a, a digital video camera is right. a lot different than being able to shoot what is ultimately portrait or distance-based wide-angle photography with what is, as as you pointed out, a point-and-shoot camera in your pocket versus a DSLR or, you know, a mirrorless camera. Um, it all boils down to the type of photography you're aiming for. If you're shooting casual, out-of-the-pocket type photos, 
the phone is more than adequate. But if you want to push anything beyond that 50 to 60 millimeter type photography that you're getting with the camera or with the phone, you have to go with a DSLR. You're not going to get a, a crisp, clear shot from a distance like you can with a 300 millimeter lens tacked on to a DSLR. You just can't do it with a, with a phone in your pocket. So it all depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah. Are you trying to zoom in on that bird in the tree? Or are you trying to take a picture of a tent in the desert? Yeah. You know, right. I haven't seen anything go by here in their demo that you can't accomplish with a 50 to 60 millimeter lens. Right. But yeah. if you, you know, if you show me, if you show me something that you can accomplish with a, a two, uh, 250 or 300 millimeter lens, now we're starting to get impressive with that phone in your pocket, but I just don't think we're going to have that. So, it, you know, for most folks, most people, this is more than adequate. Absolutely. Completely agree. And that's why the point and shoot camera industry has all but died. Gone. Uh, except Mike, for the, Mike, you know, the pocket ones from Polaroid and, and Samsung like come that. out with something which has got a, a mightily powerful zoom on it. I have not seen any, yeah. any phone camera that can match what you can get with an all glass lens from a, a DSLR. Now, I agree with you. Glass is always going to be best, but I, 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 I'm pretty sure they come out with something. And I've seen somebody who did a, a demo. And I, the question I had in my mind, and he couldn't answer it, was how much of that zoom that you've just showed me, which was incredible. What I want to know is how much is the clever algorithm replacing right. stuff? And, and you know, right. it's, it's doing the digital bit. But then the question is, how much do we care? Yeah. Well, it's definitely, I mean, it's photography, you know, they're definitely pushing this stuff and it's, it's probably in five, 10 years, it'll be even different yet than what we had. And, and probably, I think it's already kind of happened where with, you know, the smaller devices where, you know, Steve Jobs said, you know, PCs are, you know, the desktop machine is a truck. I, I kind of think that's, sort of the case with these these bigger cameras anyway um they for most people they can get what they want out of their phone and right. what's amazing about it is that it's it's gotten even better it's not even just like adequate it's the phone is now doing stuff that we never thought possible we just wouldn't even considered you, you would have only done with a, an slr previously and now with with the ability to do this and I, but at the same time i don't think it'll ever match the ability to be able to change lenses as well as the the output and the sensors i mean the take a 30 megapixel sensor or or bigger take a you know huge ak video or whatever but the professionals use to bring in the most amount of data so that they've they can produce a great 4k movie or whatever I think it's a ways away before the phone's going to be able to do anything like that, but it's still really freaking awesome. Even an 18 megapixel DSLR, Eric. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I, I have seen photos come out of an iPhone 11 where I can see that computational aspect of the picture that was taken, you know, and you just don't see that with a DSLR, uh, you know, and that's fine to Chuck's point. Who's going to care? Well, some people do care. And those are the folks who are going to be using the DSLRs. 
And some folks just want that. Look, let's go back to the 70s. The people who didn't care that much about the photos and more just wanted to capture the memory had a Polaroid Instamatic. You know, and and those who who did care about the detail of the photo had something else. They had a Hasselblad or something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, but if you shot with a one ten or a one twenty six or a Polaroid, you you your interest was more in capturing the memory. And I think for the majority of people, to your point, Eric, the majority of the people, it's about capturing the memories and not about capturing the detail or the in- intricacies of the photo. And the people who are worried about capturing the intricacies of the photo or want to do something more with that photo, you know, maybe they want to take that um, 18 to 30 megapixel photo and crop it down and still print it out at 8 by 10 and have it crisp and clear. That's where you're going to be shooting with a DSLR and not a phone. Right. So, Gary, are you, have you changed or have you, do you think you'll get a iPhone 12 now or? No, it's not. It's no, because I, I I don't think that the jump is big enough for me to 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 spend the money. They're keeping the prices yeah. the same. They've just gone through. Yeah. We we've, we've talked to quite a lot over the the lidar, which they've just been speaking LIDAR. about. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, um, yeah, and I'm not quite sure how much that's going to you know give me an advantage. I'm sure there will be stuff in there. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. To be honest with you, Eric, the biggest thing for me is still the size. I actually, I, I like a phone to be really portable. So my biggest, my biggest question in my mind is, do I go for the iPhone 12 mini? Or do I not buy one at all? That's the question I've got rattling around in my head at the moment. And then I, just, I, oh. I, I know you guys are going to be jumping on going, yeah. And uh, and going for the the 12 pro which is which is what i you know ultimately if i had if i had all of the cash i'd just go for it and say yeah i'm going to go for that 12 pro and do my usual with the uh the phones going down the line but i'm i'm really not sure because this is a cracking phone and i mm, i don't know i don't know yeah i'm really on the fence still you know just to follow up on something previous the they just showed the graphic of the iphone line and the se is still in the product line and so is 10r yeah yeah, that's right. That, that was too. It's yeah. uh, three ninety nine so. for the SE, four ninety nine for the ten R, and eleven is still be there starting at five ninety nine. Twelve started six ninety nine, and the twelve Pro will start at nine ninety nine. So they have a phone at every level, price level. Interesting. And the ten R has been a been a quite a the ten quite a mainstay. Ten R is a great phone. It yeah. is. I have it as I have as my uh, my uh, developer and test unit. So it's been a great phone. Gaz, um, some advice on the phone. Um, yeah. Ask your wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't be buying the one tower. Then, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she'll have something to say about it one way or the other. You might as well get it out of the way now. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's another thing to consider, Gaz. If you don't get the the phone now, and like you said, you, you kind of push it down the line, how long is it going to be before one of those people wants to get a new phone and now you missed your your thing because now they're getting new phones and 
I've got that. That doesn't come into my calculation at all, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> if if they want to go off piece, they can go off piece. I'm still <laughs> going to stay on the track that I want to. Um, I don't. If if I don't get one by um, within the next uh, four to six weeks, I'll probably wait until next year. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to see the eleven in kind of that same place in the lineup that. Uh, some of the previous models have been in years past where if you're budget conscious, you probably should look at the 10R. If you're not terribly budget budget conscious, you should look at the 12. So who's buying the 11? You know, if you're going out and buying an iPhone, right? Well, what what was it? November 17th or whatever the date was. If you're going out and buying one on that date, who should be buying the 11 versus the 12 or the 10R? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, the UK Apple site is back up, but they haven't got any new models on there yet. So what are the dates officially then for the? It was, uh, I believe it was October. Uh, uh, this uh, Friday is the pre-order for the 12. You can pre-order, yeah. The, the, so, uh, but they, the they normally put. Pro they normally, is, is in November. They normally put okay. the phones on, though, don't they? For, uh, even though they, you can't order them. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, they do. Oh, it'll, always... it'll be on there. It'll take, give them time. Yeah, but it's yeah, been down. The, the site's video. been down. The video just finished. No, but yeah, the point is, the site has been down. So I just, the, the, the video's finished. I went to the UK Apple site, and it's yeah. back up. But they haven't got, they haven't got the, the 12 yet. Let me see if they've got uh, the... Really? Same in the US site. Now, Home. one thing, Dave, that you and I talked about, just briefly the other day, but we haven't seen mentioned the the little tile trackers that yep, we thought might no, be coming. No, still no air tags. Yeah, uh, air tags. No. Yeah, Apple Apple tile or air tags. I've seen them referred to as both. Yeah. It, is this something? I, I know we asked this about a number of different Apple products in years past, and the answer always almost seems to be yes. But is something like the air tags or Apple tile needed? Do we need that in Not our lives? Necessarily. Maybe your wife a, does. Yeah, your wife does. But <laughs> has she looked at at the tiles? No, I. Yeah, and of course she wouldn't. I would have to. Look, but I don't know. You, I guess you're sewing them in all of her clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the keys. The, the it's like when we used yeah. to have our name written in our underwear. Now there's a tile sewn into our underwear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On the back of that, Mike. Though, isn't it a great little spine device? It yeah, really it is, is, isn't yeah. it? It really so you're is. Concerned about where, so, Mike, you're concerned about where you're leaving your underwear? <laughs> is that what I heard you say? <laughs> that's why I put my name in every pair. No, I don't. Okay. I'm oh, just, Boy, sorry. Every, everyone knows the Batman underoos are mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what, but, you know, I think that you make an, you ask an interesting question. And yeah. from what I understand of the Apple – now, see, here we go. We're talking about something I hate, and that is an unannounced Apple product. Right. But if you go with what has what has been published about it, it looks like it will use both Wi-Fi and the, the iPhone network, if you will, of devices mm-hmm. out there to track things. Yeah. The tile, the tile network, as good as it is, there's no way it can possibly rival an Apple iPhone network. Right. So you're right. going to have a lot better results 
for something that the, I mean, if we, if we attach it to your beloved DSLR, Mike, we're going to have a lot better chance of finding that DSLR than you would with a tile. And, and I've, and I've got tiles all over the place. I love them, but I do recognize that if Apple does that, they have a superior network to connect to. Do they though? What, what's the percent usage of iPhones versus, or iPhones that can, can communicate with these presumed hated devices. You heard it here, folks. Uh, Chuck hates all unannounced Apple products. Um, <laughs> well, well, but yeah, no, but what, 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 until they're announced, what is the, the Apple network that you're referring to compared to competing devices? Well, but what is, what is the percentage the tile, right? Well, you would think that any, I, I would think that any device that can support, um, find my, would be able to report back on what's around it. Right. Now that's a, that's a, see, this is why I hate talking about unannounced products because yeah. we don't know these details. We don't know. We don't but know. But if, if, if I have a device that can, can locate itself, it can probably locate anything that has an air tag and send that information back. Information encrypted passes through my machine. I never see it, but it, it delivers that performance. They, I think they're already doing something similar with the MacBook. If you lose your MacBook Pro or whatever, I know there's something I read a while back where it could use nearby iPhones or whatever to connect. Like if it if it couldn't connect itself, but it could connect through Bluetooth or something that it could use. Uh, so if somebody stole your your MacBook and or MacBook Pro and they've got it and they turned off the Internet or whatever, mm. that it could somehow still kind of report where it was through like a nearby iPhone or whatever. Right, right. No, I've I've heard that, and I I think it's an amazingly interesting concept. Yeah, I just wonder, you know, how the deployment of Apple devices that are capable of communicating with these tiles or the MacBook or any other device is compared to other devices. Well, it it's probably not going to be as big as like let's say Android or something like that, but you know, it's, I think would be better than what tiles got. Um, I would assume because the tile not... needs tile has to use Wi-Fi is is what you said right Chuck? No, my well, I think my understanding is is tile is a Bluetooth network. Bluetooth, yeah. Oh, it's a Bluetooth network. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's but far Apple's more Bluetooth it... devices out there than Apple devices. Right, but they have to be capable. They have. To, I mean, think about it. If you if you have a Bluetooth Android phone, unless you're running well, for that matter, the or an iPhone either, unless you're running the tile app. And, letting, and giving it access, it's not going to make any difference. Oh, I see. They can't communicate over the Bluetooth network in an in an in an encrypted manner, as the alleged hated Apple tiles can. Yeah. No, that's wait a minute. No, what was this hated <laughs> Apple tiles? <laughs> I'm, te I'm teasing you. I'm teasing oh, of course, you. I know. I know. Yeah, but uh, but yes, okay. that's so. So but, getting off the hated. Uh, non <laughs> um, so so I've just refreshed the screen and it's now they're now there and I'm just looking at some of the pricing and I'd just like to mention that in the UK you mm -hmm. can actually buy um, it looks like the whole range of the new um, iPhones at 0% finance for over two years right mm -hmm. through the Apple mm -hmm. card no well if you know if you just buy it online through Apple you don't have right. to have a card it's you just you can just buy it and you, oh, anybody, anybody can apply. Yeah, because 
yeah because i did it with the last one and it's just there you just basically apply for the loan um and they they'll do it either online or if you go into the store you can do it in the store and it takes minutes so you can right. actually apply for the uh 0% finance over 2 years hmm. oh that's cool that's great and the the base model for the um for the mini or the iPhone 12 starts at 64 gigabytes uh and the base model for the pro starts at 128 and what is the 11 at now 64 what the base model yeah just give me call it just give, call it just give me one second because that <laughs> might answer my question 64 that, that gigabytes 64, 64 and it's it's probably only available in 64 correct no 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 the, no, the 11 is still on the site 64 128 256 really and that is still okay. available that is still available at naught percent finance in the uk because that you- that could have answered my question of who would buy the 11 ver- or the 12 versus the 11 versus the 10 R is the storage capacity. You know, I can't, I can't envision purchasing a phone with less than 256 any longer. That's what I purchased with the last one. Never, ever, ever have to worry about storage. Never have yeah. to worry about it. You know, taking stuff off the phone. Yeah. So the 10 uh, R is 64 and 128. Yeah. So that would, that would answer that. That answers that question. But if the if the eleven is still available at two fifty six, then you start to question well why why buy the eleven versus the twelve that also would be two fifty six, I presume. Or five twelve. Or five twelve, yeah. Or 512. yeah. Yeah. I was I just don't mean to change the subject here, but uh, the the financing for in the in the United States is 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 applying for the Apple card. You get monthly mm. installments for twenty four months. Yeah, we don't. In yeah, the, we in don't the UK, have. You don't have the, don't card, have the card. So. No, right. No. So you get. No. So you're getting that. That's great. You guys are getting actual financing. Yeah. Just no card. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Got interesting. Derail that yeah. topic there. <laughs> so we had the HomePod Mini. Was there a new HomePod? I miss. I if there was, I no. missed it. I no. I saw a lot about no. the Mini. Nope. So there's the new HomePod Mini. We've got the 12. We've got the 12 Pro and the 12 Max. What? Uh, let's start with uh, uh, Chuck. Uh, what were you most impressed with today? Oh boy, that's not fair, Mike. Um, because they're two <laughs> they're two such radically different products. I mean, I you I'm can impressed. answer both. I, I answer yeah, both. I have to I have to answer both because I don't feel like either. I feel like that the HomePod Mini actually addresses a lot of concerns that I had about, and and I won't have those concerns 100% addressed until I have one in my in my house and I'm playing music on it to see how it sounds. Mm. Yeah. But they've addressed a lot of the concerns that I had about what it, what its place was going to be in the in the product structure. Um, so I'm anxious for that. But man, everything I saw on the on the phone, I mean, this these were not just little spec bumps. I mean, wow. there are a lot of new capabilities here, and and super enhanced capabilities. So I, I think this is a home run on both sides. And does that mean you'll be looking at pre-ordering one come Friday? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm already specking it out right I, now as we speak. Everyone's <laughs> answering for you, Chuck, but I didn't hear you say yes. Oh yes, that was a, that was a deep, you know, sheepish yes, yeah. He's, he's going I, Max. 
but I too am on the upgrade program. So, you know, that takes Uh, takes a little bit of the pain out of it. It's not like I'll have to peel off, you know, that kind of money right away. I'll just pay for it over time. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that's a great program to be on. Yep. Especially if if, you, you know, you, you want to get that new phone upgrade every year. Well, if you're like all of us, I mean, it's, it's a borderline requirement. If you're going to talk about it, you know, you need to have something in hand. Yeah. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Eric, are you looking to augment your HomePod with HomePod minis? Um, you know, I don't know. I'd have to hear a little bit. Well, one question is, and it probably, I know the answer and it's probably no, but it, you know, will some of this stuff that they've announced with the HomePod mini, will you be able to, will they retro some of that into the HomePod? I mean, the intercom part of it in, in whatever, cause it seems like it could be something that you, or should be something you'd be able to do. Um, you know, it would be great if you could use your, you know, the original HomePod along with the HomePod mini. Um, but yeah, it's it's the ninety nine dollar price tag. I have to say, is really appealing because that was one of the things mm-hmm. with the HomePod. It um, you could get, you know, they were definitely a lot cheaper than when they first came out, and you could get some deals um, at different. I think uh, Best Buy had them for one ninety nine at one point, but they were still expensive. I, I as I said, I think they're totally worth it. Um, but you know that there was an issue. Well, if they didn't announce a new HomePod, I would be surprised if, well, hmm, I would be surprised and not surprised if the HomePod minis didn't integrate with the original HomePod. It seems like they should. Yeah, but you you never know with Apple. Yeah, you never know. Uh, Gary, we spent a lot of time talking about your likes, wants, needs, (laughs) and you intimated that you wouldn't be getting a new iPhone and yet you hinted that perhaps you might. Well, I do. What, I do. what are you, you thinking? See, okay. So I, I like the idea of the 0% finance, you know, it, it, it 0% it's free money, isn't it? I mean, not the money costs very much at the moment, but um, it, it is, it's an easier way to do it. Um, but there is a 250 pound difference between getting the 128 gig 12 pro with that extra lens, which I, I what I'd like to do is actually go through my library now and see just how many pictures I've taken using that extra long lens, because that will be a big indication to me as to how useful it is. And then take a deep look at those. But there's a 250 pound difference between the two, um, both of which are available on 0% finance. But now the thing is, I'm swinging to the fact that that 250 can get me two um, HomePods. Oh, mm. There you go. Mm-hmm. It sure can. So, uh, yeah, you know, it it it's all about uh, you, t- you pay your money, you take your choice, don't you? I like to see Apple introducing new phones and not introducing corresponding huge price increases along with them. I think it's uh, it's nice to see the twelve introduced at starting at six ninety nine, uh, going on up to the uh, well, the twelve Pro is uh, what was it, Dave? It's like uh, nine ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, so we're not seeing a significant jump in price over previous year models, um, and it's it's priced well compared to the competition. Uh, which I think is nice to see too. The only uh, standout there being the Pixel phones from Google, which are um, insanely low priced. 
Um, but the, you know, when you compare it to Samsung or you compare it to some of the other big names, we're, we're right in line with, with the rest of them. And certainly 699 is something that I think a lot of folks can, can absorb that cost and appreciate that cost and end up with a, a, to, uh, to be British for just a moment, a crack and nice phone. <laughs> and it took just an hour for them to do the show again. Yes. We only had two, two product lines. And I, I really you know, appreciate I, that. I, I think they really like this format. I, I'm not yeah. sure this is going to go away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yet. I like this format. Yeah. I, I it's, and, and I know there were some pieces uh, I saw on the web this morning about, you know, are we going to see more of these? And it's like, this is the way to do it. Because you focused on two product lines, you did it in an hour, and now for the next week or so, everything is going to be iPhone and HomePod until the next Apple event. And that that yeah. presumes that there's going to be another one, you know, as we get a little farther down. And maybe that's where AirTags would be, and that's mm -hmm. where maybe Apple Studio would be, and maybe that's where the, the first Apple Silicon Mac will be. So... Yeah, this is brilliant. Hey, a quick PSA for everybody. Um, I note uh, on the page that pre-orders for, for the U.S., Gary, I'm not sure this applies to you or how it translates, but pre-orders here start at 5 a.m. Pacific time on Friday, 10-16. Which is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. I don't thing. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to get up at midnight or 2 in the morning. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the and old Dave, way. Dave, I, I – I, I know you are already itching to pre-order your iPhone 12 yep. Pro Max, uh, yep. the 6.7-inch with LiDAR. I think that's the only model with LiDAR, correct? Um, yes. You know, we didn't talk about that. And the then to the, go, 12, the 12 Pro and the 12 Pro Max both have LiDAR. The 12 Pro does, too. So can I just can I just jump in there very quickly on Chuck's point before we get too far away from it? So that's 1 p.m. in the U.K. this coming Friday. So we'll be up there beautiful thing for you too. Fully, fully awake, ready to press the button. <laughs> You'll have to take an extended lunch. As someone said on Twitter, <laughs> sorry you lunch. left posters. <laughs> a late lunch. It's easy. I can multitask. Now to uh, 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 my question earlier on the optical zoom range, the 12 and the 12 mini are two times optical zoom, four times on the Pro, five times on the Pro Max. And uh, yeah, the, the Pro and the Pro Max both have the LiDAR in it for faster autofocusing and low light performance and things like that, which is awesome. Uh, we, we already uh, joked that you're pre-ordering yours, Dave. How about the HomePod? Are you going to be picking up those as well? Well, I think a HomePod could be a nice Christmas gift because it's not that expensive. So It's not that I'm, expensive. I'm, I may put that on my Christmas list and not be crazy and go buy it right away. <laughs> I think the killer feature with the HomePod really is the intercom feature. I know other home speakers have had similar things, but I I think that really is a, yeah. a killer feature there. I think so too. Well, Dave, I I think that's looking like it might do it for this episode, at least yeah. this episode of For Mac Guys Only. How about In Touch with iOS? Are we wrapping yeah. things up there too? We're wrapping up with uh, In Touch with iOS as well. Do you want to go ahead and do your closeout? Sure. I'd be happy to do that. Um, that's a wrap for this week. I thank all our guests around the show this week. This is a great special episode of the reaction time of the, uh, the Apple event. 
please send your uh, comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. You can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts and many others. But uh, better yet, go to my website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. And take it away, Mike, for, for Mac Eyes Only. And... That's going to do it for this episode of For Mac Eyes Only. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Remember, I also love to get your letters, so if you have any comments about the show, a tip to share, or a software or hardware problem with your Mac, you can write to me, mike at formaceyesonly.com. And if you would like to share your feedback with Eric, Dave, Chuck, or Gary, or anyone else on Team For Mac Eyes Only, our email and social network addresses can be found on the Meet Team for Mac Eyes Only page at formacaisonly.com. You can find Chuck at macvoices.com and Dave at intouchwithios.com. Oh, and Gaz at mymac.com. Wow, we are just all over the internet, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for listening, everyone. And thanks to all those fine fellows I just mentioned. To Dave and to Chuck and to Gary and to Eric, thanks for joining me this episode. Stay subscribed, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.